what are you doing? I'll tell you what you're doing. You're listening to the Elder Scrolls. Lorcas! Either you are, or I'll be skipping rope with your entrails. Ta-ta. This podcast is brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash Elder Scrolls Lorecast. Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Welcome to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. The podcast where we explore the amazing universe of the Elder Scrolls. Greetings, adventurers. Uh, I am Lotus of Doom, not Tom, as you can probably tell. <laughs> um, so Tom is actually on vacation. Robots needed a little recharge. So in his stead, we're kind of going to do this little, I don't know, not, not spin-off, but let's say crossover episode <laughs> where um, we have uh, TES Benefactor from the Imperial Library going to join me today to talk about crossovers. Welcome, uh, welcome, Benefactor. How are you? Uh, doing good. I'm glad to be part of this crossover as it's all... It, Big topic as of right now in Elder Scrolls community. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of weird. So we were joking that we came up with this, like, well, I threw the idea out to you because I, I was going to try to do just like a short little show to fill in so that we wouldn't have to miss a week for everybody. Um, and you came up with the idea because you kind of had some documentation on it already. It was like, oh, what if we do a crossover thing? Like Elder Scrolls has been in other things. Why don't we like cover that as kind of an interesting little side thing? And I thought that was a great idea. Um, and in order to, <laughs> um, I guess, have Elder Scrolls really just coincide with us, um, there was a crossover announced literally on the day that we are taping this, which is Thursday, the uh, 20th of July, um, which I, I guess for the sake of it and kind of uh, Rob joked in chat, uh, we might as well start with this one just because it's literally so relevant and then go into some of the weird ones and uh, stuff like that. So um, earlier today, they announced that... The Elder Scrolls Online is uh, available on the Epic Game Store, uh, which it was not previously. And then as a promotional thing, <laughs> you can get uh, Elder Scrolls themed cosmetics in Fortnite, uh, which is not something I expected. <laughs> um, do you play Fortnite, Benefactor? <laughs> Uh, I have never played Fortnite, but I just might pick it up for this crossover <laughs> event just to say that I played it. <laughs> so, see, so it worked. <laughs> I've uh, I've very I've played very very minimal Fortnite. Uh, Battle Royales aren't super my thing, even though I like shooters. Um, just like uh, as you had mentioned in the chat, uh, there's an Ebonheart axe. Um, the Ouroboros that you can have like on your back uh, is is interesting. Um, it's just kind of strange to think of like, like the Nord hero running around with, uh, an assault rifle. That's uh, a little weird. Uh, but you know, it's, 
hey, you can't fault them for trying. Uh, Fortnite's still a huge property. And uh, it's certainly an interesting way of unveiling the Elder Scrolls Online for, for the Epic Game Store. Uh, I will say that the axe makes sense. But it does. The, the gun with the leather wraps around it was a surprising addition. Yeah. Uh, for for sure i think i actually joked when this got brought up in the lorecast discord <laughs> um gunomancy has now officially reached the series <laughs> now when is it going to come back into tamriel exactly we're going to have guns uh dwimmer machine <laughs> <laughs> you know if anything was going to have like a, a some type of automatic weapon or even semi-automatic type of thing you'd think it would be a dwemer contraption more than just like generic nord hero <laughs> running around with like a strapped up rifle it's like but uh yeah to, to your point the axe it definitely makes sense because again that's how you break stuff in fortnite so you know okay that's fine and you have axes in series i mean you literally mine in series as well so they could have done like one of the pickaxes a lot of options with that to keep it still somewhat grounded the gun is really really weird <laughs> uh but i mean it's kind of the I mean, it's a shooter, so you have to kind of have that. Otherwise, what the hell will be the point? Yeah, you can play this Elder Scrolls-themed thing and then just get destroyed by everybody all the time. Probably not the greatest selling point. Now, did you also look at uh, the Lore Master's Twitter today and what he said about Molag Ball not being a Disney princess? Yes. Because Molag of this crossover. Exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which sparked some very interesting things as well. Um yeah, I it, I like how everybody's kind of been like running with this because some crossovers totally make sense. Uh, we'll get into one just like in well, we've touched on it in this you know in this podcast before because it's in the Bethesda universe and it's more of like a nod to itself type of thing. But like, uh, I love how everybody's just kind of like, okay, well, this is completely zany and off the wall, and it's totally just being accepted as zany and off the wall. So, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty great uh, all around. I, I'm certainly amused. You know, I, I've i tried Fortnite. It's not for me. I don't know if I would pick something like this up. But, like, if you haven't, the game's free, so you can always try it, goof around with it, and unlock whatever. Um, be kind of neat because it did. The Elder Scrolls Online also launched on um, the Epic Game Store. It'd be kind of neat if there was like a crossover, like oh, you get this item in Elder Scrolls Online by testing out Fortnite. I don't know if that's a thing or not yet, but it wouldn't totally surprise me if they did something like that. Um and speaking of that, they've actually done something very similar before um, with Doom. Uh, they released a Doom Crab, but it wasn't really a crossover for, say, as a reference. Uh, right. Um, yes. And that's that's kind of it. We'll move into some of the other ones that are not so relevant, but well, to today. But um, yes, there was the there was the Doom Crab, uh, which was very amusing. I actually remember that. I think I saw that photo on Twitter because it was it. That was like Doom Eternal, wasn't it? That it was linked to? It was uh, Doom Eternal it was released for. Okay, that's what, um, that's what I thought it was. Now, I do have to ask before we move on to any of these other crossovers. How long do you think it's going to be before the community brings out a Molag Ball and a Disney princess dress as will, an artwork? I will be shocked if some of our friends uh, have not already started work. And by the end of like the week, give it the next day or two. 
I'm expecting to see like, uh, you know, Molag ball and a nice little tutu or something like that. Or, uh, one of the fancy ones like from Cinderella, just really gussied up something, something really fun. Uh, because yeah, you know what? The art community around the elder scrolls is really talented and they're also really talented at just like making ridiculous stuff as well. Um, you know, Gwen the Bard alone, just from my emotes on the channel with all the goofy little Hermaeus Mortar with the party hats and stuff like that. Love that stuff. So it's like, uh, you know, leave it to the community. Totally going to happen. I, 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 it's almost inevitable. <laughs> um, so why don't we well we mentioned the reference some of these will be very quick references some of them will be a little more interesting to chat with for a bit um what's the next one that you would like to bring up with uh crossover wise what do you find interesting next uh if i was to go with very interesting uh Let's go ahead and go with the joke of Nuka Cola showing up with the Skyrim Very Special Edition, <laughs> uh, which is a joke in itself. Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> that almost, does that even count? Like, technically, I guess Alexa's a platform. Sorry for everybody's things that I probably just turned on by saying that. Um, but that, I mean, that's a platform, but that's also a weird crossover, sort of, too, in and of itself. And it is a very weird crossover and something that came out of left field as a joke, but actually became a real thing that they released. Um, and uh, Skyrim for Alexa uh, has a reward for when you complete one of the quests. And as the quest giver is giving you the reward, it says, as a reward, they give you a Nuka Cola. And then it stops and it's like, wait, this must be sort of a mistake. <laughs> yes which is also oh man it, again very amusing um so <laughs> the if you want to you know what we'll stick with this as well um this is one that we've brought up before a while back um related to that was a situation of like the follow crossover the we went over the long-standing thing of like, oh, we're Fallout and Elder Scrolls in the same community, and some people really love the way that they think those intertwine, even though it kind of doesn't make any sense. Um, but again, when you have a, a kind of a community wrapped around a, a developer as much as just an individual game, uh, Blizzard's notorious for this, where all their games are kind of intertwined, even though they're not technically like the same universe and stuff like that. Um, the fact that there are the um, Nern roots on the Pridwin has always been amusing to me. Now they don't literally call them Nern roots; you can't harvest them as Nern roots, but they're they're the Nern root model. Like it's so it's like there there's more than one reference between those two series, um, which both owned by Bethesda. It sort of makes sense that they're, they're going to give like little nods to them because it's also the same team that is involved with a lot of this. Um, it's Bethesda game studios under the direction of Todd Howard. So, Honestly, if we get to Starfield and don't have some type of weird little wink, wink, nudge, nudge, I'll be shocked. I mean, it might take a while to find, but it's going to be there. 
Uh, I am fully expecting us to land on a planet and see a Nurn root or even an Argonian or a something that looks like a Daedra um, on because there's going to be plenty of planets out there for us to explore in Starfield. And if there's not something, I would be really surprised. Right. We're going to land on someplace called Nern or whatever. And it's like 987th out in the galaxy or something. So it takes like nine months before anybody finds it or whatever. Um, but so there's another one and it's, it's smaller. Um, but I wanted to just kind of like jump to it real quick because I had made the reference to um, <laughs> to Blizzard um, before. And uh, this one I wanted to mention related to uh, Warcraft. Do uh, you know which one I'm about to bring? Yeah. The- uh, I do know which one you're about to bring up. It's an unofficial reference yes. of Daedric appearing in World of Warcraft. Yes. Um, this is a, this one's because, again, some of these are a little weird uh, that we'll be addressing, obviously. Yes, this is this is not like a hey, we collaborated with Blizzard and they did this really cool thing. This is on a, um, a, st- a piece of stone um, in <laughs> in warcraft and and just so people are aware i mean the show is explicit because a lot of the topics are explicit but um it (laughs) the the message on the stone itself actually says fuck you (laughs) um (laughs) which is which is kind of interesting um it's sort of like a, a a developer joke i'm guessing but uh yeah it's it's definitely there um Again, this one's not like an official, official thing, but it is certainly we would be remiss to not bring that one up because when I originally found out about that one, I thought that was pretty funny as the worlds are shared quite a bit. Um, Just style wise, I would say Elder Scrolls is much more grounded overall, Um, but, you know, similar aesthetic of like the high fantasy medieval type thing. And very soon, it's very possible that they're going to be underneath the same umbrella, too. That's that is very true and very interesting in the grand scheme of things. What with the um, Microsoft acquisition of Activision Blizzard, um, seeming like it's about to happen. Um, It's made it through all of the things. They're kind of tying up loose ends at this point. But as we all know, blizzard and zenimax proper all got purchased so you know like you said they're all going to be under the grand umbrella of of microsoft apparently um interesting interesting Um, stuff i'm i don't know i think for their situation it is probably good um just because of um the potential benefit to their culture and stuff like that as they had had a myriad of issues um there prior to which has had me kind of like skeptical on supporting some of their games but not wanting to not support the developers blah blah um i've gone over that before so we don't need to rehash that things improving this might help nudge that in another direction more so the um the mega conglomerate thing does make me a little uneasy but you know like I guess uh, definitely you know. understandable, but with the acquisition of all these companies underneath one umbrella, it would make any kind of crossover like 
we're talking about today, much more common and easier to be able to do references to each, each game underneath the umbrella. You don't have to worry about copyright or right. any other concerns that you normally would. That's very true, actually. Um, that's that's kind of a really good point. And, and with a lot of these things, you know, one, one of the benefits, I guess, of... Um, Bethesda, the game studio itself, is their openness to work with the community on mods and stuff like that. So it would, you know, it doesn't seem like Microsoft is restricted too much of that. It seems like, you know, they kind of a lot of hands off when when needed nowadays, not maybe before. Um, be kind of interesting just what might be shared between studios if they're all under the same umbrella, because both you know both studios have very different feels to them but also you know there are similarities and strengths and weaknesses of both of them so it's also kind of interesting to see because we know that zenimax in general shares a lot of information between their their things fallout 76 now uses um the 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 um id tech engine on on like their gun mechanics and stuff like that so it's like they do share amongst themselves when you have that benefit of all being under the same umbrella. Oh, definitely. And uh, what I'm going to get into in just a little bit um, is how that allows references between different uh, franchises. And with it, it if you want to go into conspiracy theories of video games in a bit, uh, we can actually be able to connect each of these universes together to form, to make these references mean more than just references to each other in a Tommy Westfall-like situation. Mm -hmm. Yep. I, um... Yeah. <laughs> Let's go with it. Yes, yeah. Um, sorry, I lost my train of thought. Um, all right. You know what? I'll have you... Where... What have you got next on the docket for us? Uh, let's go back to Fallout, actually. Okay. I like it. Uh, so with Fallout, we already talked about the Nern Root yep. that appears in base game Fallout 4. Uh, but with the Creation Club, uh, there was a fantasy hero set featuring Grognak in a TV show for Grognak. And... <laughs> uh, and a kind of a mirror to real life. Uh, we're getting a Fallout TV show in real life, but in, we are hopefully one day. <laughs> one day. One day. Uh, but for now, uh, let's talk about Fallout has a show about Grognak, which is the equivalent of having a Skyrim TV show yeah. in their universe. And the sword and helm from that show was a replica of that from. Skyrim, uh, Skyrim, you have the exact same sword, same helmet. Yeah, the, the as horn a helm is so iconic to Skyrim. It's kind of like a little like in your face how how referential it is to itself. Um, so that's that's definitely kind of an amusing one, just because um, they have all sorts of interesting comics in the Fallout series. Uh, I'm you know. Go listen to the Fallout lore cast if you would like to learn from... I, I love Fallout, but I am not up to date on my Fallout lore. But um, at least not to the same degree, usually. Um, but it's it's interesting because like I have, I've always found the 50s nostalgia-style comics in the series very amusing. And when I first started playing uh, Grognak like popping up i was like oh that's kind of amusing type of thing because it's also like sort of a conan the barbarian thing but then it's like 
the way it f- kind of nudged more toward the oh by the way it's got a lot of nord influence type of thing going to it is pretty amusing and i mean obviously kind of assumed to be intentional as the series has like gone on and both of them you know have become much more than what they started as with you know how how Morrowind essentially was one step away from bankruptcy for them, as well as, you know, they acquired Fallout as a series, as opposed to starting it from the ground up. Like, that was, you know, from Interplay prior to, and then they kind of made it their own in a shooter and stuff like that. Uh, But going on with the theme of Fallout and Elder Scrolls being intertwined, um, we actually have our biggest crossover to date which would be with fallout shelter online um are you aware of uh so i i loved fallout shelter the one we got (laughs) and i'm aware of fallout shelter online but we may you you'll probably be a little more adept at explaining it give a quick run through of fallout shelter online because i really just kind of know it from a surface value anyways but explain because it is different than fallout shelter i guess you'd call fallout shelter western or whatever you want to call it like the one that we know is a little different than fallout shelter online so fallout shelter online was a game that was released in asia only Uh, it was released in english as well as uh, several other languages but it was never released here in the west Um, in the united states uh, even though it's with bethesda it was fully produced and released in um, east asia with that uh they have done many different crossovers and storylines within uh, the game. It takes place slightly after, like a year or two after the end of Fallout 4. And you continue the storyline of Nate and many of the other characters that you played with within Fallout 4 or Fallout 3 or even other Fallout games you've had a few characters show up from. Um, And with the crossovers, they've had a crossover with Doom, where demons are invading the Fallout universe. And they've had a uh, Fallout, uh, Shelter Online had a crossover with Blades. Uh, Blades is another Elder Scrolls mobile game uh, that we haven't really had too many updates with, but it had a crossover with that game and kind of fizzled into just like it exists as is um which is too bad we won't get into a whole blades discussion but um i I really liked blades (laughs) and the music is by Enon Zur still it's amazing for a phone game so getting into a little bit of spoiler territory here uh with blades uh you have a quest line regarding the river snake that's never fully uh resolved Uh, within Blades itself. But there is a Skyrim creation club of the Headsman Axe, which brings some of the characters from Blades over to Skyrim uh, that follows up on that storyline. That's pretty cool. I did not actually... That that one was... That one's new to me. (laughs) Uh, Going on from that, uh, some of the... uh, The storyline of Fallout Shelter Online has the Blades agent from Blades, Sashi, a dragon, and a lich being pulled into the Fallout universe. Um, And it takes place not in uh, 175 when Blades takes place, but it takes place in the year 
202 or 203 okay. of Skyrim, uh, uh, right after Skyrim. Right after Skyrim. So, so it's like this yeah, crossover. Era. <laughs> <laughs> so this crossover has the latest time available in any Elder Scrolls game. I that's that's pretty funny because I so I I had heard about the Elder Scrolls one. I heard about the game, but I know next to nothing, which is why like I'm glad you were able to explain that a little more in depth. I didn't know about the Doom crossover part of it, but it's really funny because Fallout Shelter Online almost sounds like the like not competitive fighting game version of like Smash Brothers in like the Bethesda universe as opposed to like oh, all the Nintendo universe is in this game and they're playing soccer or they're beating each other up. And it's like, yeah, so there's this like shelter building game where you go out in the wasteland, but it's like all of Bethesda in one big lump sum type of deal. So that's pretty wild. Um, and <laughs> it's not just a regular crossover of the characters showing up, but there's actual story behind it. Uh, the whole story is that these characters from the Elder Scrolls universe are exploring a, uh, they're exploring a ruin, a Nordic ruin, after the Dragonborn sends them to this ruin to explore it. And while exploring it, they get teleported along with the ruin to the Fallout universe, at which point you, they're trying to find a way back home. That's pretty funny. And actually, interestingly enough, it was brought up in chat uh, just by Rob the Princess. Something uh, ESO does have the new dungeons that do involve time travel. And there's a lore book that uh, that implies uh, it's very, very far in the future. The, the dungeon you're referring to, yes, it's Bal Sunner. Um, and um, yeah, it was part of the new the newest season of uh, Shadows of Morrowind. It was one of the, you know, pre-dungeons prior to the expansion coming out um and time travel isn't something devoid from the series i mean dragon breaks literally in of itself like kind of get them out of some writing macguffins that they've fallen into in the past because these games are so open sometimes you have to try to dig yourself into a timeline that you can actually like write into as opposed to just be like yep um you all chose different endings. I guess we're screwed. <laughs> like, now, do you want to have your mind truly blown with this crossover? Yes, this is uh, this is what I'm waiting for. All right, let's get uh, weird. <laughs> um, before we go into that, uh, one more thing I want to mention about it is that there is a module you can add to your vault, which is called the Imperial Library, which <laughs> is a reference to the Imperial Library that I help run. That's amazing. I, I, we were not aware that this existed until I started messing around with the game and found out about it. That's <laughs> and you incredible. Can and you get to read in, uh, books from the game inside Fallout Shelter. That's so good. <laughs> now, to really blow your mind, um, if the Fallout universe and the Elder Scrolls universe are two separate universes running on the same time scale then if we take the year that this supposedly takes place, which would be around 2270 or 2288 to 2290. Okay. And we subtract the, uh, the amount of years uh, that have occurred within, uh, within the Elder Scrolls universe, which is around 
if we subtract years back, um, so 2288 would be 202 in Tamriel. If we subtract the years back to find out what was happening in Tamriel when the Great War happened, we get to the year Third Era 427, which is the year that the Nerevarine uh, separates the heart from Red Mountain. <laughs> That's so weird. So if we take that as a fact, maybe the Nerevarine is the cause of the Great War. Amazing. Okay, that's one of the coolest, like, okay, you know what? Let's really get, that's bizarre. Also, kudos, did you, tell me you read that or did you do the math on that yourself? Uh, I did the math. It doesn't match exactly. It's like a year yeah, off. Yeah, it's in the ballpark but, type but of thing. But it's in the ballpark of it. The, the fact that it's that close is one of those things. It's like, well, is that just total luck? Or was somebody just screwing around and be like, hey, you know what, we'll just make it just... Because again, you know, the, the the benefit of the series is how little is concrete in it. So it's funny when they do these weird crossovers that then makes series crossover potentially murky water as well. Uh, and this, yes, Rob, that is some deep Illuminati shit right there. <laughs> um, and... With this, I actually consider of all the crossovers we're talking about, the one that is most likely to be canon will be this one. Yeah, that one. Well, that's very interesting um, that there is that crossover or, or you know, implied so much as that in crossover. Um, so, yeah, that's like, I don't know. I really like that. Uh, that's super funny that... Honestly, though, you're right. That's probably going to be the most likely if they were to go with it. I, I personally do prefer if they keep the series separate, obviously. Um, I like both of the series, but at the same time, uh, I would be fine if they stayed separated. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, that one's really funny because it's so... I don't know, that seems almost too on the nose to not be at least an intentional joke fr from, like, a dev or something like that. It just seems weird that it adds up so much like that. Um, so, um, yeah, go ahead. I would say that I was really shocked when I did the math and realized how close it was and thinking to myself, was this intentional or was this just a happy accident? Right, with, well, and again, sometimes, sometimes as we joke things sync up kind of in a weird way because again you would think that we were doing this episode today based on a reaction to the announcement of the fall or the Fortnite thing and it was like it's about a week off of when we started planning <laughs> this so it's like sometimes they're just happy accidents um but yeah this one i don't know i feel like a dev was really going deep on trying to joke around with that um but i, I guess you know we we I feel like they probably won't spill the beans on that one. Um, but yeah, so do you have any others that you would like to specifically tackle while we still got some time going here? Uh, well, the next ones that would be obvious will be the amount of times that the Skyrim helmet has shown up in other places. Sure. Uh, you have uh, a dead body with the helmet on and an arrow in its knee and Do Doom twenty. Uh, 2016. Yes, in 2016. 
Yep. I actually remember that one specifically. I didn't, I was looking around because there's lots of collectibles in Doom. And when I was playing it, I remember seeing that one. I was like, oh, okay. And I heard of the knee joke that's on brand. <laughs> like, uh, that same helmet shows up again in Wolfenstein, the old blood doing a prologue on top of some boxes. Oh, well. that one's pretty cool. See, I haven't played Wolfenstein, the old blood. So that one, that's pretty cool. Uh, which is also interesting because Wolfenstein has a doom Easter egg uh, of a portal with doom uh, within it, the series. So it's considered possibly part of the same series. Yeah, yeah, part of the same. That's pretty cool. Uh, so tying that back again to the cro- doom crossover with Fallout, we get ourselves a little triangle of uh, everything being interconnected in some way. Yep. Now I love the I love the shared I don't know the shared IP universe more so than even just like the oh yeah it's the same universe but it's like the shared IP universe. Um, I guess just one of the ones that I I find amusing um, just because uh, I believe it was uh, Camelworks who I originally saw this from, um, and it's like one of those like easter egg things it was in one of his skyrim easter egg videos but it's like such a weird easter egg because it's another series that i just happen to like and it's super old but um and and again it's it's more of just an easter egg than anything else but um the pac-man reference that they make out of the cheese wheels in skyrim i was like always endlessly amused by that um just because you know that was i actually it wasn't even playing video games i don't think or alive when pac-man first launched. i might have been alive whatever uh i don't know pac-man lore off the top of my head but nonetheless i was gonna say i love pac-man so like the fact that they made a pac-man out of a cheese wheel gobbling little mini cheese wheels um that were full to do the pack pellets that's like another one that it's just goofy not a lot to it just kind of there that i loved so before we got off the skyrim topic that was one of my one of the few that i really like just as a goofy and skyrim one well actually speaking of skyrim there's tons of other ones that we have from skyrim itself that was crossovers uh one of our very first crossovers we got was the portal uh crossover with the fall of the space Corps. oh um, yes and i was it was labeled volume one, but we never got any additional volume, sadly. <laughs> I well, I actually totally forgot about all of that entire. Yeah, that it's. Um, we all know we, that Valve can't count too far. They they get to two or, um, well, they don't ever get to three, really. <laughs> uh, I don't think three is in their vocabulary. No, I don't think so either. <laughs> uh, but we did get some extra lore that this could be another one that could be canon as uh, cartography from the forums back in 2021 had a reference to the space Corps uh, actually being Kenareth and his exact quote was all this being said, I can confirm that the space Corps is Kenareth, Bet you didn't see that one coming. Yeah, no, that's a- <laughs> Nope. Um, and that leads us also into another one, uh, back during the paid mods fiasco of 2015, uh, there was several other, uh, official mods that were released. Uh, one of those was Lambda Locator, which was a quest mod of you preventing a resonance cascade within Skyrim. Um, and it ties in with Half-Life and Half-Life ties into Portal, so... Again, another nice little trinity. 
Yeah. Um. So hold on. Um. Yeah. No, I I agree. I was looking up another one because it's so. It's funny because when you originally brought this topic up, I didn't realize just how many there were, <laughs> and like. There's a there's a lot. <laughs> Be they crossovers like fully or whether they're like sort of like jokes type of thing in the other series. Um, yeah, they're they're very uh, prevalent, I guess, from a game that sold. I believe they announced what, 60 million um, at the at the last Xbox related thing where they were talking about it. a lot of like it's hard to have something that prevalent in popular culture not just end up in a zillion different things. Um, so go uh, Yeah, go ahead. I would say that I'm surprised that we don't have more crossovers than it's taken us this long to have to them. get so many. Yeah. Cause a lot of these, as you'll notice, like there, there's a few that are crossover crossovers and a lot, there's others that are nods. And obviously uh, in, in like a 50 minute episode of a show we are going to miss some of these these are just some that we thought was thought were interesting um and a couple really deep cut ones that you were able to bring to the table um that i think i would be surprised if a lot of people even knew existed (laughs) yeah i've been keeping a track of the official crossovers um and i've been keeping this document and updating it as each crossover comes out but it's not really lore related so much as it is franchise related so i haven't really found a great place to be able to place it on the site yet but eventually i will yeah um so other than uh, so i want to jump into this one because we had made jokes and, and people have mentioned a couple of like the arrow to the knee jokes being pretty prevalent in a lot of things and it would probably be hard to keep up with how many arrow to the knee jokes that there were um so as opposed to an arrow to the knee joke one that i personally it's another series that i really enjoy uh for anybody who's uh played the borderlands series which is kind of like diablo with guns um it's the best way i can uh reference it um honestly there's probably an error to the knee joke in there but uh, that's not what i specifically had remembered and wanted to bring up when you die in borderlands 3 uh or any of the borderlands for that matter you basically get put back together um so that you don't get a game over screen and they just reform you and essentially the idea in the series is okay you died like and they just made a clone of you out of your dna so you're not even the same person um and during one of the death sequences which i I remember this and I was actually looking it up to confirm that it wasn't one of those like false memories, but it's, it, it is, it's listed on several different things. So I'm not crazy. Um, but one of the times that you are put back together, um, it's kind of funny because the new youth station usually makes fun of you for dying. Like, Oh, you know, way to go hero or something like that. And one of the times you're put back together, the station, uh, the, the, the formation station will, uh, go, Hey, you, you're finally awake. You were trying to cross the border. Right. And I, <laughs> I was like, okay, I didn't imagine that because I swore that one of the times it did it. You're, Hey, you're finally awake joke, which for anybody, I don't know how you wouldn't know the intro. It's probably the most famous intro to anything potentially ever when you're riding the cart and the scene kind of fades in as you wake up. So, uh, yeah, that game actually has a reference to you waking back up, which I originally 
remember finding really funny and i actually don't think the people i was co-oping with had any idea why i was laughing <laughs> now that i'm thinking of it uh, that's a great one that i was not even aware of yeah thank it you was, for bringing it to me yeah it, it's funny i it was one of those things that i've been racking my brain since you brought it up and i'm like I swear there was like something about getting reformed. And honestly, I was doing a little Googling and it, there's like a deluge of it. It's like, oh my God, did anybody catch this? And I was like, okay, I'm not, because I, I, you know, I beat Borderlands 3 a couple of years ago. I was like, it's one of those like fake things that I think I remember and it wasn't really there. But yeah, so that, that one's got a really funny one in it. Um, got another one you want to tackle? We still got a little time. I've got one more as well, but I was going to say, um, well, one more that I specifically wanted to bring up, but I was going to say, what, what, you got another one you want to dive into next? Uh, if I had one more that I would want to bring up, yeah. it would definitely be something that was recently released. Um, so there is a developer from Morrowind's time, uh, called Douglas Goodall. And he has recently returned to the community. He was the original writer for all, almost all of the quest for Morrowind. And he has started to write mods that he's releasing to expand upon what he wished he could have done as a developer during Morrowind. Uh, one of those is called Afresh. Um, and in Afresh, there is a book that he wrote called The Eye of Argonia, which is a reference to a game that never came out yeah. that I'm still wanting to know the story of. I know, the Lost tra one of the Lost Travels games. <laughs> uh, I've only been able to find out a little bit about that, but that's a topic for another day. Yeah. Uh, but this book is a book that is written about Grognak, in the Elder Scrolls universe, <laughs> searching and right. finding the Eye of Argonia. Amazing. So, is it? If I, <laughs> I didn't know about that one either. I love how it's just like as if the Grognak, Grognak reference wasn't like, oh, well, it's sort of subtle. Like, oh, it could be Conan, blah blah blah. That one's just really funny, just because it's so on the nose. To like, yep, all right, we'll really just double down. Also, that sounds like the perfect yeah. crossover. It also has another meaning because there is a Grignar, which is from the Eye of Argon, which is what the Eye of Argonia was a reference to. Oh, weird. Which is, it's considered one of the worst fictions ever written. <laughs> and if you ever get a chance, uh, have a bunch of friends around and try to read it by following the punctuation that's a available within it and i'm sure you'll have a good time that all right what's it's grignar uh it's grignar it's uh, called the eye of argon grignar the eye of argon all right so there's your there's your homework everyone um all right and the final one that i wanted to bring up because um we actually used it a decent amount and and it's Again, one of those things where I guess it was foretelling the Microsoft buyout, little did we know at the time. But um, there are skin packs in Minecraft. It's like a super common thing. And back on the Xbox 360, when we were goofing around with Minecraft, there is not only just a skin pack for Minecraft, there is a whole overhaul thing for Minecraft. There's one for Fallout 2, which is really, really extreme. Like it's an amped up version of the Skyrim one. Um, 
where it like redoes like some of the items and stuff like that. Um, but the Skyrim one, obviously, you can. It's got all the Skyrim skins and stuff like that. And one of the seeds, which is the like land masses that it auto generates. If you look at it from above, it's the Imperial Dragon symbol is the landmass for it. Um, and I remember for the longest period of time, we were running around as random dragonborns and liches and stuff like that as, as our skins, which, again, one of those things, it was one of the first ones that I like. I remember just jumping out at me. I was like, oh, Skyrim's here. This is great. Like, um, and it's, it's, it's funny because, again, at the time, Microsoft didn't own Mojang, I don't believe. I think that was actually before that happened, to which Microsoft now owns Mojang, um, and now Microsoft owns Bethesda. Um, noticing a theme here. <laughs> so, well, uh, I'm guessing they're going to obtain Valve next. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's certainly certainly interesting. Um but uh, speaking of that mod pack, uh, yeah. it has a lot of secrets in it that are very fun to be able to find. Yes, uh, there's the music discs that play Skyrim music that you can uh, that are hidden in chests throughout yep. the region. I love that because if you put them into the jukebox that you make, it play. I remember the one that plays the Dragonborn theme. Yep. Um, and one of my favorite is um, actually I have two favorites. They're both within White Run from in there. Uh, one, there are smuggler tunnels that go underneath the town. Uh, that if you break some of the chests and some of the and the stores, there's a tunnel that goes down underneath the town that leads outside. Um, and the second one would be underneath White Run Castle. There is a Dwemer ruin. Oh, I don't. I don't think I ever knew that one. Uh, so if you look at the cliff right outside of Whiterun, uh, you'll see a small indention. If yeah. you dig into that indention, you will enter a Dwemer run. I kind of want to fire up Minecraft after and find that, because I <laughs> I don't think I ever found that one doesn't sound familiar to me at all. So Yeah, it's very small, but it, it's just a nice little touch. Sure. No, it's a, it's a funny little crossover. Um no, this has been this has been like a, a hopefully as entertaining to everybody else as it was kind of looking up and finding some of these that I didn't know about or were trying to remember the couple that I had. Um, but uh, yeah, do you have? Uh, I figured that was like a relatively good closing one. But is there anything else I think that you might think is really fascinating that we should shout out before we uh, kind of close up shop? Uh, if we're going to shout out one more, it would have to be the Zelda with Switch crossover, where the oh, Master Sword, one. the Master Sword, the tunic, and the shield from Zelda was included within the Switch version of uh, Skyrim. Yes, actually, that oh, that would have been a tragedy if we skipped that one. That one's actually really good. Um, that that's a really good one. Um, I because I, I remember at first like playing it on switch which i don't have a switch i was playing on my friend that was the first thing i was like oh i want it i want i want this like give me the zelda sword he's like yeah all right fine um and it, it looked really good in game the, the it, it like crossed over really well um yeah so that that's actually a great one to bring up before we go um also this isn't like an actual crossover but um friend of like uh, original uh, co-host of tales of tamriel um since we're on the just Nintendo topic, it was something that I thought she did that was very good. Uh, our friend Hyperpixie, um, during the whole craze when everybody was playing Animal Crossing on their Switch, um, you could program music. 
And I remember she actually spent a decent amount of time literally programming the songs uh, that you could have. And a bunch of them were like shared around and stuff like that because she did a fantastic job. So it was funny just because you brought up the Nintendo thing. I was like, oh, yeah, that was just entertaining at the time. <laughs> so Not an official crossover, but just something I remember back from the past if we're on the Nintendo train. But um, yeah, no, that was a good one. Uh, no matter what with crossovers, I feel like it's a great uh, way for studios that don't normally interact with each other to be able to share an experience through sharing their worlds with crossovers. Yeah. Well, you can also tell, too, a lot of times it's done as like a form of like respect or admiration for another studio because generally they... You know, obviously developers know how complicated it is to develop games and stuff like that. Um, and the thing is, which we encounter so much, is where we actually have... S Everybody tends to like a lot of games. I mean, some people just play like one thing and that's it. And that's totally fine too. But the amount of crossover that happens is so common um, where you'll see devs enjoying you know other games whatever those games may be outside like the, during the Elden Ring craze and uh, you know uh, Zelda all of these things it's totally a thing that you know you probably don't program video games for a living if you don't enjoy video games <laughs> but, so the fact that they're kind of throwing fun nods at each other is just Again, they don't need to be taken super seriously by any means. And I don't, a lot of times they're not meant to be that. And sometimes it's totally a financial decision might, why they might be there. Or you might have a nod for some reason. But in general, it's just always neat to kind of just see like a weird little nudge to, hey, I know that. Like, I get that joke. I get that reference type of thing. Um, so it's cool that it's just permeated so much of gaming as a whole, honestly. I agree completely, and I really do hope that studios continue to co uh, cooperate and be able to continue to make those references and to give credit to other studios when they see things that they like. Yeah, for sure. Um, and actually, this one I didn't even know about. <laughs> but Rob the Princess was actually just tossing out the fact that there is... A <laughs> yep, there totally is. Um, I did not actually know that. I guess since we're on the... Um, just Nintendo closeout. I, I was confirming this because I actually did not know this. Um, but apparently there is a me sword fighter who is in a Dragonborn costume. So it's actually in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. I had no idea. Um, yeah. It seems to be moderately official, Rob. Um, yep. Called Dovacate. Yeah. So it does seem to... Uh, it does seem to be like at least referenced as being like a, a, uh, a moderately official thing even if it's not like fully condoned type of deal but um uh, there there are several other ones that we didn't touch um that you can be able to look up for yourself such as skyrim pinball or <laughs> even yes. uh team for fortress 2 there's a hat and there's quite a few other ones uh fall guys even had one that came out so really uh, keep Yes, that one's they did. Enough. Oh, that <laughs> one's new enough that I didn't know that. And Skyrim Pinball, honestly, if you're looking for a half-decent like phone game, Skyrim Pinball is not bad. It's just like, 
I don't know. It adapted well. I, I, I wasn't very good at it, but I know there were a few people at the UESP who were real good at pinball and got to see some real cool stuff at the end of that because they had like zillions of points and things. But um, yeah, that that's actually sort of worth playing um, if you have not tried Skyrim Pinball. I assume it's still around. Like I, I assume it's uh, it definitely is. It's on yeah, Steam. It's, okay, it's on um, Steam too. There, there you go. And I would advise everyone to keep your eyes open for more crossovers because we never know when we're going to get another one. Just yeah. circling back to the beginning of our conversation, we now have Fortnite and ESO crossing over. Yep. I was going to say Gunomancy confirmed. Um, and on top of that, like I said, when it comes to Starfield, I will be shocked if we don't see something. To your point, it's got to be hidden on some planet somewhere. There's an entire galaxy designed around like, hey, we got to slip one of these jokes in here somewhere. So uh, there already was the adoring fan. That's um, true. And actually, yeah, to, to your point, the adoring fan sort of is like right out the gate as like the first like reference point, even if it's not like a planet thing. Yeah. The adoring fan is hilarious. <laughs> like, um, So. For that, um, I hope everybody enjoyed this kind of like little spin-off episode. Um, it's a little less um, segmented just because I figured we could just throw a whole bunch of these out. Obviously, um, I don't have some of the like I have none of the soundboard that Tom has. I have my own setup for Tales, which is very different. Um, so we'll uh, get this edited up when we get a chance. If um, for for all of you who have joined us on the live show thank you so much um but from here um benefactor where can people find you uh when you're not hanging out giving everybody super obscure facts here or doing our at this point um annual year in review for elder scrolls online that you've <laughs> kind of joined for every time well, if you if I'm not joining uh, on a crossover episode such as this, <laughs> then I am usually found on Twitter mostly and on the Imperial Library. You can be able to uh, message me if you need to, or even our Discord. You can be able to join, and uh, there's always discussions going on, new finds in the community, and we're always up for talking about anything lore. Awesome. Um I'm obviously just Lotus of Doom. Um, you can catch me here or on the other podcast that I uh, co-host, which is Tales of Tamriel, presented by the unofficial Lotus Scrolls pages. Um, I'm curious where uh, Tom will kind of edit stuff in for, you know, sound separations. I don't actually have the Patreon list handy, so we will update for all of you um, coming up in the, in, in the next uh, episode. Actually, I'll try to see if i can snag that for um before we do our patreon episode um next week we will have a patreon episode which i will also be hosting so unfortunately you get back-to-back -back episodes of just me hosting um although we'll have lots of fun other people hanging out on the show um so that we can discuss a new topic and then after that we'll be back to the different type of daedra when tom returns um and obviously you can check out all of the stuff on robotsradio.net. That's uh, Robot's whole network worth of stuff. My other show uh, that I'm part of is on there, as well as a myriad of other things, the follow broadcast that we referenced. Um, there's bound to be something that you will enjoy over there. And I hope all of you have a great rest of your day or night. And we will talk to you all next time, everybody. Bye. 
Thanks for joining us. We'd love to hear from you. You can reach me on Twitter at robots underscore radio or Lotus of Doom at Lotus of Doom. Also, you can join us on the Robots Radio Discord channel. You can easily just search Robots Radio Discord on Google or check the description underneath the podcast. Also, this podcast is recorded live every week on Thursday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on the Robots Radio channels on Twitch, YouTube, and on Facebook. So just search Robots Radio on any of those platforms. Come join us. We'd love to chat with you while we record the show or before or after. Either way, just come hang out with us. And if you're looking for more information about my shows and the shows on the Robots Radio Network, go to robotsradio.net for all the information about all the shows on the network, including the Robots Radio Rocket Club, where I help both new and existing podcasters to grow their shows, build their audiences, and create the best podcasts they possibly can. All of that at robotsradio.net. We'll see you next time.